honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awaijin. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. I'm sure there's many others. Like, yeah, let's just leave that alone. Great to be on board once again today as we will now jump into the annual season preview for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the NBA. Great pleasure to be back doing that once again. Not sure if this is going to be as long as shows in the past, but regardless, I'll try to make it as good quality as possible versus uh, length. Quality over quantity, that's the hope, at least at the end of the day. There's definitely optimism going into this upcoming season, no question about it, as long as guys stay healthy. That's kind of the number one thing. But you have all kinds of young talent. Obviously, you have your main guy in Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. You could kind of say he's the number two star, obviously. (laughs) They're about the same age, of course. I mean, out of the same draft. Hard to believe. They're going into their seventh season. I can't even believe it. Isn't that the darndest thing? They're going into their seventh season. Already, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. That's crazy. Six years already in the league. (sighs) Josh Okogie's already going into his fourth year. It's crazy. Crazy to think about. You have uh, other additions like Leandro Balmero, who I think is extremely late on his feet. So, very exciting conversation there. I'll kind of try to go over player by player without overdoing it too much. Obviously not babbling over the top, try to predict how things are going to go. And then segment number two will be an overall prediction, like the how the divisions are going to go, conference finals, NBA finals, NBA champion, this and that, and of course, some fan interaction, some conversation with you guys in segment number three. That'll be the gist of the show. Again, I'm not sure how long the show will be. It could be, who knows? Who knows where my big mouth will take me and my thought process, this and that. But <clears throat> I'm not somebody that's coming into the season saying, well, you know how I was doing the Brave the Wild, you know, like chatting on the the Brave the Wild Twitter. That's my uh, Minnesota Wild podcast. Kind of chatting away like it's funny. It's funny how Seattle ended up getting a hockey team before an NBA team because everybody's, you know, so blankety-blank clamoring for the Seattle Sonics to exist again. Supersonics. I like Supersonics better uh, via somebody moving there like the Sacramento Kings almost did or expansion, this and that. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. And it's just ironic. Well, they got hockey back after 100 years. 100-year absence of NHL hockey in Seattle. Congratulations to the Seattle Kraken getting things rolling. They're now 1-1 one one on the season. They look pretty good, actually. They look pretty good. They put together a nice roster. Not quite like the Vegas Knights where it was like right away they were competitive. But Seattle is going to be in the mix in the NHL. Let's get back to where we need to be. Um, but then somebody commented, Tom Hayen, who uh, likes to comment on Brave the Wild, cool guy, locally here in the uh, Twin Cities, or at least Minnesota, said, well, Minnesota doesn't have an NBA team. And it's like, uh, come on. You know, I, I don't agree with that. Especially, you know, obviously, yeah, hello, Timberwolves Explosion, 13, 14 years now. It was, what is this, my 14th year doing Timberwolves Explosion? It's only 14. Yeah, um, yeah, we have an NBA team. 
Uh, yes, they've had some crappy doldrum-like seasons. Even one of the most exciting seasons for myself during the years doing Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves had a horrendous record of 16 wins. And what would it be? 66 losses if you do the math for 82 games. Flip's only season since returning before passing away tra uh, tragically on October 25th, 2015. We're coming right up on that anniversary. <sighs> only nine days away. <clears throat> I just get chills thinking about it. But, yeah, he was saying we don't have an NBA team, this and that. And it's like, well, you know, again, you could make that comment the last couple of years, the last five years or so, like they haven't been much of an NBA team, this and that. But there's always been players to keep up with. There's always this hope that something's going to happen, we're going to break through because we make this trade and this player is going to really help, Carl Anthony Towns and such. I think this team has a good enough roster to compete in the Western Conference, not at the top, but at least hanging on to be in the hunt, in the hunt and in the 10. I, I think the Timberwolves could and should make it in the 10 this year as long as guys stay freaking healthy. Please, D'Angelo Russell, stay healthy. And again, I apologize for basically calling you a wimp all year last year and until we found out that you actually had bone chips in your knee the whole time. So my apologies on that one. Just don't be a wimp now, okay? That's all I'm going to ask. Keep the zero. Uh, that let's, let's have that zero be the amount of games you miss or the amount of games you go for load management. That'd be great. That'd be great. Carl Anthony Towns, who was an Iron Man for a while, and then all of a sudden wasn't an Iron Man, which drove us all crazy as well. <clears throat> but guys, stay healthy. I mean, you got yourself a decent group of players here. Every team has a, a, a weak spot, so to speak, a spot where it's like, uh, you know, I think we could do a little better. Like, say, the Minnesota Wild at the center position. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, offensive line. <clears throat> yeah, the offensive line. Uh, most of the season. Let's just say guards. Did I mention we need some guards? <laughs> and it was left tackle forever, too. Uh, well, then again, you know, Riley Reef was okay. Purple Mafia podcast. There's another shameless plug. Purple Mafia podcast or show or whatever you want to call it. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, what position is it? Anybody? Anyone? Vince Germano out there. Oh, that'd be power forward. Okay, I'm just kidding. That was a really bad imitation, but uh, that'd be power forward, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's power forward. And I love Jared Vanderbilt, but I don't think he's a full-time starter in, in a, like on a, on a legitimate NBA roster. But he, he's a good player. He deserves rotation minutes at the very least. Just saying, just saying, you know, I mean, and, you know, Jaden McDaniels, love him to death, and he grew an inch just like uh, Mr. Anthony Edwards. That's kind of cool. They both got bigger. They both got taller, which is funny. But to me, Jaden McDaniels is a small forward. He can certainly play power forward in certain lineups, but he's a small forward. His versatility, this and that, helps. He's got a really nice catch-and-shoot three. Really nice motion on that. And, of course, defensively, uh, he, he reminds me a bit of Josh Smith, where he could play power forward, play small forward. He does remind me of Josh Smith. I don't know if he's as prolific a blocker as your, friends, Josh, as your friend Josh Smith, but at least, you know, there's a hope that there's something there. For Jade McDaniels, definitely looks like he's improved, even though he had a couple quiet games. He somehow wound up on my fantasy team for fantasy basketball. I do the auto-draft because I don't really have time to sit in front of the computer and piddle around on that. I, I could, but I'm just not, you know, that hardcore into fantasy. I love the game of basketball itself much more than, say, fantasy basketball or All-Star Weekend or giving two bleeps about people's point of view necessarily. Okay, I like certain points of view, but I guess we're all biased that way. <sighs> yeah, there's that. Um, but generally speaking, uh, the power forward position would be considered the weaker spot. 
Point guard, I think, were extremely solid. D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Jordan McLaughlin. McLaughlin, it seems like he's off and on. I don't know. I, I think he's been sick or something, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Patrick Beverly is oft injured. D'Angelo Russell's oft injured. Let's uh, cut that out, guys. Let's uh, let's see if we could. Uh, let's see. I better get something over here. There we go. Put it too far away. Yeah, D'Angelo, Patrick. Yeah, about staying healthy this season. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. That was coffee. I didn't get to slurp it too properly. Here we go. Yeah, that would be great. If you could stay healthy and actually work this Saturday, yeah, that would be great, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. It would be great because Patrick Beverly's a, you know, he's a winner. He's a tough SOB. He brings a winning attitude to the Timberwolves. He lacks the ring, but he's not a, he's not a pompous a-hole from hell like Jimmy Butthead of the Miami Hetians. Uh, Jimmy Butthead, he somehow wound up on my fantasy roster as well. Ugh. I better get that IL. I better keep an injured list spot open or IR. I think it's IL in the NBA or DL. I don't know what. Yeah, injured list spot open for that guy. Yeah, Mr. Tough Guy who can't stay healthy ever, ever. He'd find a way to miss an NBA final game, <laughs> but he's the toughest guy ever. Toughest ever. Yeah, just, 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 just ask him. <sighs> I'm not bitter or anything, but uh, D'Angelo Russell, yep, yeah, if you guys could stay healthy, that would be great. Because you got the offensive uh, juggernaut and D'Angelo Russell. Love his uh, love his elbow shots. Fantastic from the elbow. And he obviously has a very nice, crisp three-point shot. His defense is meh at best. Good playmaker. Definitely an overall offensive force who could be... Who could play on the uh, shooting guard position in certain lineups. Obviously, that's been done a billion times in the NBA. Where you have this offensive uh, point guard who's, who's relatively tall. Can play a little shooting guard when you have a defensive specialist a la Patrick Beverly at point guard in, in certain lineups. Not all the time, obviously. Just certain lineups. Small ball, which is... Uh, I'm, I've made my feelings known about small ball. It should be done in spurts, not in huge chunks of the game. Thank you very much. Patrick Beverly, though, again, stays healthy. Wonderful corner shot, corner threes, this and that. Great catch and uh, three and D, catch and shoot guy. Playmaker, tough SOB. Brings a different attitude to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Kind of like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who to compare him to with the Wild. Maybe like a Marcus Foligno. Hopefully, hopefully he can be a guy like that. An alternate captain who's a tough son of a gun who doesn't have a ring, but he's 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 been through some battles. That's for damn sure in Patrick Beverly's case. And he uh, cross-checked, if it was hockey, he cross-checked uh, Chris Paul in the final moments of his season last year. <laughs> he cross-checked him pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, point guard position, though, I think we're I think we're good, obviously. Again, if they can stay freaking healthy, I don't like to see Jordan McLaughlin get a ton of minutes. I don't. He's he's solid in spurts. He's a better playmaker than shooter, and I didn't think he had a very good season last year, but I'm glad he was able to get a contract a bit, a little short, little one-year thing, but at least he's with the Wolves again. Hasn't been treated all that great, but he's not that he's not as good as some people think he is, though, I'm sorry to say. Just being honest with you. Shooting guard position. Woo-wee! Yeah. <laughs> you have a spark plug like Jalen Noel who can play both guard positions. Obviously, he can shoot the lights out. He's got a little bit of Vinnie Johnson in him, a little bit of microwave. Oh, and by the way, you have guys named Anthony Edwards and Malik Beasley. Both of them can also be, be wings. Uh, preferably Anthony Edwards in this case. I think Malik Beasley's more strictly a shooting guard unless you want to play small ball in small spurts. Play small ball in small spurts, Okay. Please, please keep it to short spurts here and there. 
I like bigger lineups without, you know, as long as it isn't too slow. I'd rather see a, either a bigger or more standard type lineup, this and that. Sometimes leaving stuff alone isn't a bad thing. Like, okay, we got to have a six foot eight center who can shoot threes, a uh, six foot seven power forward who can shoot threes, uh, uh, a small forward who's six five who can shoot three. We we get. Do you get the point now? Yeah, it's like we get it. Okay, it, it doesn't have to be one forty five, one forty four every game. It doesn't have to be. Defense is okay, and luckily the team has played some better defense, showing in the uh, preseason so far, almost at summer league. This is going to be more of an offensive-minded team. There's no question about that. But there is a defensive presence now. And Anthony Edwards is actually showing a bit of that. Patrick Beverly already has it. Torian Prince already has it. Josh Okoge already has it. Jade McDaniels already has it. Jared Vanderbilt already has it. So you have defensive players. Nas Reed occasionally. Uh, this and that. So you have pieces that could make this team competitive in the Western Conference, despite the fact it's always been the Western Conference, at least since the early 2000s, I think late, super late 90s, after a certain guy named Michael stepped away from the uh, NBA. Eastern Conference hasn't been the same since, honestly. But Anthony Edwards, star potential up the you-know-what. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's taller than ever. He's, his, his, his leadership skills have grown. He's become more and more a fixture, a, a, a pillar of the team in the locker room and on the court. Uh, absolutely cannot wait to see what Anthony Edwards is going to bring to the Timberwolves going into the season. Oh my god. I just can't wait. There is reason to be extremely optimistic about this team this year without saying NBA champions without being just rah-rah-ree face paint and all that. We don't need all the face paint. And if you want to go out and do that, that's your that's your prerogative. For me, it's just there's something, there's something here now. There's something to be optimistic about without having to be like a, a, a fan who treats the team like it's a religion or something. Again, Malik Beasley, to me, I'd prefer he doesn't start. I'd prefer he doesn't start. I think the best starting lineup is Carl at, at their center. Jared Vanderbilt at power forward. Jaden McDaniels at small forward. Anthony Edwards shooting guard. D'Angelo Russell at point guard. We'll see what they do. Uh, some lineups have Josh Hoagie at small forward. Some lineups have Anthony Edwards at small forward with Beasley starting at shooting guard this and that. Obviously, if Akogi's at small forward, then Edwards is at shooting guard. I don't want Josh Akogi playing small forward. See, he did not grow at all. Josh Akogi didn't grow. Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards did. Josh Akogi's out of position at small forward. He, 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 he already has trouble shooting. He's going to continue to have trouble shooting if he's playing small forward. And defensively, he's not as good as a small, as small forward as he is on the perimeter. He could do it. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the better defenders on the team. But I think he's going to struggle at small forward because they're just they're going to be able to shoot over him a little easier than if he were playing shooting guard. He's only 6'4", guys. He didn't grow that much. He, he didn't grow. You know, <laughs> he didn't grow. Where Anthony Edwards is like a solid 6'6", now. 6'6", which is really exciting. And Jade McDaniels may be about 6'10", now. So there's obviously something there to feel optimistic about regarding Jade McDaniels. Uh, they keep calling him a power forward, but I guess, I mean, uh, pump the iron a little more, Jaden, <laughs> at the end of the day, but don't change your game too much. I, his game is a, is that of a small forward for me, a small forward that can play power forward, put it that way. He can play power forward, but not full-time, part-time, part-time power forward, and closer to full-time at the uh, small forward position in 
my humble opinion. I'm kind of going on both of the wings here, in a sense. The guard and the uh, the shooting guard and the small forward, which can be interchangeable. Obviously, small forward, you want a little more height, a little more bulk to play it, I think. Josh Agogi has bulk, but he's, he's not tall enough. Malik, Malik Beasley almost said Sealy. Oh, Malik Sealy. God bless him. God bless him. It's a tongue twister. Malik Sealy and Michael Beasley. My God. And then Malik Beasley. I, I it, it's yeah it, it's gonna oh Malik I, I missed you man I miss Malik and I feel bad about that another death obviously mm, that one really hit hard back in uh, May 2000 that was a long time ago man <clears throat> let's get back to where I need to be Torian Prince obviously again a nice depth piece he's gonna be obviously in the rotation a lot some three and D a little bit of this a little bit of that. He's not spectacular or anything, but he has some, some good moments. He'll be a valuable piece for the Wolves. No question about it. Will we, will we miss Rubio a little bit? But not that much if Patrick Beverly can at least contribute, stay healthy, and be able to contribute on a regular basis. Because, obviously, he's he's got game, so to speak. He just needs to be on the court, please. Just be on the court. That's all we're asking, pa pa Patty. Patty Bev. Let's, let's get on the court. <laughs> but... I think we're solid from one to three, to be quite honest. You know, and then four, obviously, Jade McDaniels can play it. Jared Vanderbilt's going to play probably the majority of power forward minutes, but it's going to be a bit of a committee. It's going to be a bit of a rotation. You know, he'd probably be the first guy to sit down, so to speak, and be replaced by a Nas Reed, uh, obviously, or, you know, shuffle the lineup a bit, this and that, move McDaniels over there, or if Reed comes in, move... Uh, McDaniels to small forward, I, I don't know, or keep McDaniels to small forward, depending on where you're going. Torian Prince apparently can play power forward. Last year, Ryan Saunders had lineups where even Josh Akogi played some four. Josh Akogi, 6'4". Let that sink in for a minute. It makes no sense. It makes no freaking sense. Don't do it, please. Small forward is one thing. And again, that should be in very small little, little, little spurts here, like two to three minutes spurts, maybe six minutes tops. Especially if it's working. If it's not working, get him the hell, you know, move them, move him over or get him out of there, depending on the situation. Um, but yeah, power forward is going to be a bit of a committee situation. There's no question about that. We didn't exactly bring in, uh, I don't know, somebody. We didn't exactly bring in like an established power forward. We'll just leave it at that. Um, center, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns, blah, blah, blah. Nas Reed can fill in there. Jared Vanderbilt can even play a little center, even though he's not that tall. We're definitely suffering with the size still. That's the one thing I think rebounding could be a weakness. Hopefully Carl can continue to pull down the rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Jaden McDaniels, hopefully they can do that. Josh Kogi is a pretty good rebounder. Give him credit. That's maybe, again, that small forward position he can help a little bit. I think Anthony Edwards' rebounding is going to go way up. Like You're never going to hear people complain about Anthony Edwards' rebounding like we did, against, uh, like we did about uh, Andrew Wiggins. Not being able to rebound the bleeping ball. Uh, like people are saying, Wiggs got to rebound. You know, Wiggins needs to rebound. It's the way I'd rather say it. That's just, I'm sorry to say. Uh, he already had almost five rebounds a game last year as a rookie. I got to think that's going to go up. Closer to six this year. And he, he's just, he's, he, you know, Anthony Edwards has been so good about taking away the passing lane. He averaged three assists almost last year. Just, just under three assists. He actually averaged over a steal a game, too. I didn't even realize that he was that high in the steal category. But I suppose, again, getting into that passing lane and stripping the ball and then exploding to the basket, 
or uh, finding somebody close to him at the last second, which is obviously the best way to do it on the fast break. If Unless you're able to just go by yourself, if you can get somebody off the ground, then they're defenseless, literally defenseless, <laughs> and you got somebody uh, to dish the ball to who has a wide-open layup in that case, obviously. Literally waiting till the last second is the best thing to do. If it's two-on-one, it's game over. If you know what you're doing, there's no excuse, obviously, in that case to not score. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, just again, stay healthy. D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, stay healthy. And you can say that about anybody. You know, I mean, Anthony Edwards did sprain his ankle during the Olympics, uh, right before the Olympics when he could have worked out with the club, and that would have been a lot of fun. All those scrimmages and such, that was a fun situation that ended up getting pulled away from him because he sprained his ankle. So there's always that. Just, uh, any type of freak injury, just pray to God this team can stay healthy. Obviously, Phoenix was finally able to stay healthy, and they almost won an NBA title until they ran into a freight train called the Milwaukee Bucks, who none of us really saw them as a freight train until suddenly the way they were able to get past the Brooklyn Nets, that's when you really started feeling something's up here. Like, whoa, this is this is some serious stuff here. And, uh, and how easily they just blew past the Hawks. Like, something's up. Milwaukee has a real chance at this thing, and, and they eventually got the job done after losing the first two games pretty soundly to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but staying healthy, you can you can not only make the playoffs, you can go on a playoff run. You can. This team could even maybe win a first-round series if they really... Uh, if certain players really start to pan out, guys stay healthy, this and that, and it's one of those kind of years. Obviously, long-term long-term, I'm saying long-term, not this moment. The goal has to be an NBA title. It, it always has to be. As, as funny as that might sound to anybody, hey, Timberwolves winning an NBA title, huh? Yeah, but if you come in with that attitude, like you're never going to win anything, you never will win anything. So, there has to be a goal long-term, but obviously I won't be dancing on the clouds if the Wolves win a first-round series and get crushed in the second round or something like that. But it'll, it'll feel like we took a major, major, major step forward. And you can have a building block. In the NBA, luckily, it's not like next year you're dead if you don't get, you know, if you say you don't do something with a, with a, a, a really good season. Uh, you might be dead the next year, but it's less likely in the NBA. <clears throat> in the NFL, you have this great season and then it, you just, you don't win. Usually the next year you're not as good, usually. And it's depressing, especially with the effing Vikings. They always miss the playoffs usually the next year. Always miss the playoffs the next year with the exception of 1999, but let's get off of that. I could babble all day. Uh, but I do think this team does have a chance to make some noise in the Western Conference, at least a little bit. A little bit. It's, again, it's an incomplete lineup. There's no question about that. Every team has spots where we need something. This team needs a point guard. This team needs a backup point guard. This team needs needs some more size. This team needs a small forward. This team needs a shooting guard. You could go on all day about every team. So, that's the thing. Uh, there are pieces on this team that could put this team in postseason position if if guys stay healthy and they continue to mesh well together. I think we have an excellent coach. I think we have an excellent coach that knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about more than we, we've had really in forever, in a very, very, very long time. Flip knew what he was talking about, but his offensive schemes obviously wouldn't work today like they, wouldn't, like they did back in the day, like in the past. I love the mid-range game very much. That's kind of the way I play, but I'm 42. I'm 42, so that's the way, unfortunately. I want to play mid-range forever. 
baseline shots, elbow shots, and you know what? Keep those coming. Don't completely eliminate them because you're an idiot if you eliminate them. Uh, if you eliminate those shots, because they're going to be there. But obviously, there has to be some more movement. Guys cutting to the basket, which I love to death, obviously. But then again, guys catching and shooting open threes, catching and shooting shots because of the, uh, you know, moving around, moving without the ball, this and that, and swinging the ball for those catch-and-shoot threes where you're literally open for a split second. But you're open enough in that amount of time that you can get a good look for the, uh, to the basket and hopefully shoot a high percentage. And that's kind of the vibe I get from Coach Finch, that he has not, he has no problem with, with big lineups, which I like. Thank you very much. And, of course, again, looking for high percentage shots, not just jacking the ball up like Steph Curry from God knows where. And then it still goes in because he, he's, he's good enough at it to do that. <sighs> yeah, I gave him credit. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I don't like him at all, but I gave him credit that he uh, is obviously good enough to make the big plays. How do things go for the Timberwolves this season? Again, I'm going to keep saying they should be able to get into the top 10. They should. I'm going to say they finish 9th or 10th in the Western Conference. I'll get more of that into the second segment, the, the previous segment, the overall previous segment. But to me, there's just, you know, there's no excuse for this team to not be at least competitive and possibly looking at some type of a playoff appearance moving forward, some type of a bubble-type appearance, as they call it, even though there's no bubble, hopefully. Of course, with this government, they might lock everything down until Hellfree is over. But uh, luckily, we haven't gone that crazy yet. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> they, you just don't know, though. You just don't know. Somebody sneezes, and then the whole world shuts down again. I hope that doesn't happen. Why do I need to be babbling into that? Still look at some other players. I haven't really talked about certain guys all that much. Again, I talked about Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Jaden McDaniels. Absolutely love what Jaden McDaniels brings again. And obviously, got the, the height is growing. Hopefully, he can get some more size, get some more bulk on that body. That would really, really help, to be quite honest. Malik Beasley coming off the bench. Obviously, he's got such a crisp shot. Again, he's another catch-and-shoot guy who can do a hell of a lot, though, and he can move with the ball with the best of them. Again, he, he is like a, you know, in a perfect world, he's the he's the perfect sixth man, honestly. A perfect sixth man who can still average, you know, 16 to 20 points a game. He, he's, he's that good at it. And again, not every sixth man has to only play 20 minutes a game. We, we, he could be talking 30 to 33 minutes a night. So just like he's been averaging pretty much since he's been with the Minnesota, literally right about 33 minutes a game since he's been with the Wolves, and he's averaging about 20 points a game, is Malik Beasley. And 40% or higher thus far for Minnesota. 40 last year, 43 the year before, respectively. And only 14 games, though, but it was quite a nice little surge from Malik Beasley. The good news also, again, is guys like Malik Beasley and Anthony Edwards have a good chemistry. They're not, like, hating on each other. They're not, like, jealous of each other with the minutes, this and that, particularly Malik Beasley. He's not pissed off. He's not frustrated. He's having a good time out there with Anthony Edwards. And uh, obviously, D'Angelo Russell's working well with all with uh, those two guys as well. That's another major thing: is this team has good chemistry. They get along. That's a good thing. It's not like the Wild with uh, Zach Greasy and Ryan Suter, where just things just didn't seem right. And that's why the general manager Bill Guerin said this can't go on because it wasn't working. And guys were satisfied with well, at least we made the playoffs. Yeah, we made the playoffs. Not sure about. Uh, where we're going to go with the general manager, but obviously Sachin Gupta, I'm optimistic about him as well. Probably a better fit than uh, the former guy, Gerson Rosas. 
probably a better fit. It sounds like he gets along better with the other general managers. It's you know, and you and you and you hear more and more things out there about Gerson Rosas. It, it just sounds like n- nobody. Well, it sounds like a like a, he was disliked all over the place, like all over the league. There were people that did like him. There's people in the organization that did like him. They think he's a good guy. He really knows what he's doing. But they also thought, but then there's many others, a majority thought he was a jackass, basically. And a fraud. Especially when you come up and say, we're all about collaboration, we're all about family. But that was that it was total BS. And it's funny how Darren Doogie Wolfson, a good, a good few months ago, was talking about all this collaboration stuff. It's, I mean, all this lovey-dovey family stuff. It's BS. There, there's definitely tension in the organization. I remember hearing him say that. I always knew the, the the family stuff is BS. Like, that press conference was stupid. It was stupid. Worst press conference ever. Um, the only worst one might be, like, uh, I'm here so I won't get fined. That's the only thing worse, maybe. Uh, I don't even want to talk about him. March on lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that just reeked of fraud right there. It, it just reeked of it the whole time. I'm like thinking, please tell me this isn't real. Eh, well, it wasn't. <laughs> Sasha Gupta does more like, yeah, well, you know, we, we can get along. We can all work together without being all pretty, pretty about it. We don't have to be all out in the open and saying we're the greatest group of people ever. We're all best friends. That's not true. Tell me one workplace where we're all best friends. Tell me. Get get back to me. Do you, do you think I'm best friends with everybody at my job right now? Do you think so? BS. <laughs> it's not true. I, I don't want to hear that crap, honestly. Anybody that says that, I just roll my eyes. And believe me, people say that where I work too, and I just roll my eyes. Let me tell you. It's because it's not true. Um, and that wasn't true with the Wolves either. Sachin Gupta, though, it sounds like he has better relationships with other general managers and such out there, scouts and, and uh, 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 agents. It sounds like that there's just, there's just better relationships without being over the top and cutesy-cutesy about it. That's the good part about Sachin Gupta. So I'm optimistic about him, and it sounds like he definitely is going to be in the mix when the search is uh, uh, when the search continues in the next offseason, this and that, and he probably right now would be the front runner just because just because uh, he's already there, and he seems to know what he's doing. Let's just leave it at that. I'm no genius about Sachin Gupta at this point. We'll just have to wait and see how things go, and I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Optimistic, generally speaking. Um, it's like, where am I even going with this? Uh, the other thing, yeah, I remember the warning sign for me really early on when it come, came to Gerson Rosas that I did not mention on the last episode, that I was like, I better get to this in the season preview since that's going to be the next episode, was how quickly he left the Dallas Mavericks. And he's like thinking, and it was about oh he didn't he didn't he was he wasn't given the amount of leadership that he wanted. It was something around those lines, and I was thinking, huh, he sounded kind of greedy. He he he, he sounded kind of greedy. Like why would he leave that quickly after like a couple of months? A couple of months. You're not going to have a ton of power the second you get in there as a GM versus a president of basketball or something. I'm sorry to say, it sounded like he wanted he just wanted power, power, power. That's what it sounded like. And, you know, because general manager in the NBA is not general manager in the NHL or the NFL. It's it's a little different. You're not the president of basketball. You have to be the president of basketball or VP, depending on the situation, to have, you know, final say on things or to have, like, major say on things. 
Believe me, it does get frustrating sometimes when it feels like you can't get your voice out there. I can relate to that. Believe me, it gets frustrating. But it doesn't mean you just walk on the job like hell with you guys, either. I mean, there's one extreme and then there's another. Uh, so that, that was a warning sign for me very early on. And then I just kind of, okay, just kind of let it go. You just kind of throw it under the bed. And, just, and then two years later, it's like, okay, I guess that, I guess there was a reason for all of that after all. So interesting. That was a very interesting piece of the story, obviously, was how Gerson Rosas left the Dallas Mavericks as fast as he did. It seemed odd. It seemed odd. <laughs> so figured I'd better get to that before I move on into segment number two or anything like that because I'd be very disappointed in myself. Other players in the roster, McKinley Wright, hopefully, you know, we're hoping for him, obviously. Nathan Knight, I keep calling him Nathan Knight, but Nathan Knight, obviously, again, he can be one of, like, 11th, 12th guy. McKinley Wright, Nathan Knight. I think those two guys should be the two making the team to make the final piece of the roster, to at least be a part of things. It would suck to just rot on the bench all season. But maybe they won't have to. Maybe they won't. Uh, obviously, Nathan Knight can play center. He can block some shots. He's got some value. He's pretty young. McKinley Wright, uh, there, there's something there. He, he's definitely a little guy, but he's good. Uh, he's solid. I was kind of hoping he would wind up with the Gophers a few years back. Wound up with Colorado. So it sounds like Patino wasn't really good at recruiting. It just seems like it, but I think it was a combination of things as well. Um there's no reason why those two guys shouldn't make the team, though. Nathan Knight and McKinley Wright, again. Syracuse, New York. And Nathan Knight's case is where he's from, obviously. McKinley Wright from Minneapolis. Min- Minneapolis. Nathan Knight can play some defense and, and rebound the ball. I, I like his size. He's, he's a big dude. He's about 250, 260. So that's the good part. I think he can I think he can be a valuable piece. I, I, I do. Uh, Jake Lehman, I don't know what his role is at this point. I don't expect a whole lot out of him. He can shoot a tiny bit. I don't see much else. His defense is adequate. He's, he, he's an adequate defender. And he, he had a, he had some good games here and there. Somehow he averaged nine points a game in 1920, but again, he missed a ton of time with injuries as well. He did start a few games in that case. And I remember last year he started real early in the season and it did almost nothing. And then he got better as the season progressed when he actually wasn't starting. Uh, he obviously absolutely should never start on this team unless super-duper necessary, him being Jake Lehman, of course. Balmero, I mentioned in the last episode that he reminded me a little bit of Kelly Trapuka. And, yeah, he does. He he, But a modern-day version, of course. Uh, the way he's just aggressive. He's aggressive to the basket, and he also has some nice overall... He, he's just a hard worker, and he's got a nice, crisp shot. I love what he does. He doesn't really remind me of Kelly Trapuka. It would be a modern-day version, of course, because Kelly Trapuka wouldn't play this game if he played today uh, completely. Kelly Trapuka and I have almost the exact same game. And I remember just watching the YouTube video. He plays exactly the same. The baseline shots, elbow shots, you know, driving to the hoop and this and that, like driving to the hoop aggressively. And that's what Balmero can do. Very late on his feet. And he's a heck of a little playmaker, too. He's got a nice little... He's got nice movement on the ball. So he can dish to his teammates and such, and he's only 21 years of age. Very, very optimistic going forward. Don't think he's going to be a star, but a nice rotation player, and we'll see what happens. It's ironic that he's wearing number nine as well, so he's not from Spain, but he did play for Spain. And yes, the low-hanging fruit. I'm about to pick a piece of low-hanging fruit. He does have a similar game to, yeah, he does have a similar game to that other guy too. 
Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Ginobili! Yep, similar to Manu Ginobili. He does have a similar game to Manu Ginobili. Are you surprised, though? Who do you think he had probably admired the most growing up? Who do you think he admired the most growing up? Ginobili. <laughs> of course. Ginobili, you can tell he was like a, a big Jordan fan, you know, because the way that kind of Jordan would kind of go under the basket and kind of wrap the ball around and such. You could tell Ginobili was definitely a, definitely a big-time Michael Jordan fan growing up as well. Um, so there's a little bit of that. And they play that small forward shooting guard position. But I do like what uh, Balmero brings. There is some similarities to Ginobili, but Kelly Trapuka as well. But uh, definitely a hard play, uh, just a hard-nosed guy. And looking forward to it. He's not some soft, you know, some, some soft, so to speak. Not even close. That's the good part. Nas Reed really, really, I, you know, some people were saying he's like the best reserve player the Wolves ever signed, basically. Uh, one of the better little free agents, sneaky free agents the Wolves have signed. I'm not, like, crazy about Nas Reed, but let me tell you, if not, if we lost Nas Reed, I'd be disappointed. I'd be very disappointed. My number one complaint with him is he needs to be a better rebounder. For someone his size, he should be a better rebounder. I think he should be a better shot blocker. You can see the shot blocking is absolutely there, but the rebounding drives me nuts. Like about three a game sometimes, five a game, this and that. He should be averaging like eight to ten, I think, maybe twelve. But obviously, again, he, he just keeps getting in better, better shape every year. He's still extremely young. I mean, I'm stunned when I look at it. He was born in 1999. Is he really that young? It doesn't seem right to me. He's still that young, even though he's his third year with the team already. So... Really, really, really nice future. I remember Marcus the Forecaster was extremely, extremely optimistic about him behind the scenes. Uh, uh, he was in the, it was like one of the main reasons he didn't get drafted. It was, uh, they thought he had like a temper problem, this and that. Getting in a fight like in the McDonald's uh, All-American game, whatever. Gotta love that McDonald's All-American. You have the best high schoolers in the country. So it was things like that. But clearly he should have been a draft pick. I, like even at least a late first round pick, at least. Somebody should have taken a flyer on him in the late first round. When you consider Jaden McDaniels went 28th overall. 28th. Or was it 25th? 28th. That's what I thought. 28th. Just like Wayne Wayne Rain Ellington went 28th. I think Jaden McDaniels is going to have a better career than Wayne Rain Ellington. Uh, you don't think Nas Reed could have gone 28th in the draft years ago? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you have to wait a year or two for him to really kind of get comfortable, get his feet wet in the NBA. But absolutely love what Nasreed brings. I wish he was a better rebounder. That's kind of my main complaint. Otherwise, he brings a very solid game. He's got a nice outside shot. But I do like it when he plays closer to the basket versus just standing out there, which he was doing for a while in his first year. Last year, he moved in a bit more. That's good. It's He's not a spectacular three-point shooter. And again, use your size, man. Just like Carl Anthony Towns, use your size. You know, it's okay to take threes, especially Carl, because he's really good at it. But it's mostly in momentum moments, like driving, you know, fast break, you know, going up the car, kind of run and gun situations. That's where I like seeing Carl Anthony Towns shoot a three and then read here and there, right place, right time, quick catch and shoot. He's, he's open and you just get rid of it rather than like stand there and then shoot it. That's a much lower percentage shot. But when Nasreed plays close to the basket, I think he's a very valuable player. And I think he'd get a lot more rebounds, including offensive rebounds, if he played closer to the basket. Uh, and obviously he's got the physicality to post up and be successful in the NBA rather than just pretending to be a, a stretch, uh, you know, just, 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 just pretending to be a glorified shooting guard. 
out there just standing on the arc. Hey, I'm open. Dude, come on. Get to the basket. That's what I'd say about both of those guys, Carl and Nas. Post up a little bit. And uh, obviously they do. But uh, keep doing that if you could, please. That'd be, that would be... Uh, That'd be great. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I've used that a million times, but we should. With that said, I think I've covered most of the bases. Obviously, good luck to guys like uh, Brian Bowen II, Matt Lewis, Isaiah Miller, C Chris Silva. I must call him Carlos Silva, former Twins pitcher. Good luck to those guys. I mean, they're, maybe they'll be in Iowa. Maybe they will make Minnesota somehow. I'm kind of thinking McKinley Wright and Nathan Knight are the last two pieces on the roster, but uh, good luck to those guys. Ho literally, I'm saying, that, yeah, I'm saying that sincerely, wishing them the best. Stay healthy, have a nice, long, successful career, one way or another. Make enough money that you're, uh, you know, you're in good shape. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to struggle to find a job, especially in this, you know, with the way the economy is going the last year or so. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> particularly the last 10 months or so. <laughs> it's, uh, we'll just have to wait and see how things head with that. But uh, good luck to those guys, obviously, going forward. Wishing them absolutely the best. Uh, I think, again, I've covered all the players, all the basises, but I do think the Wolves finish ninth or 10th. They are in the uh, quote-unquote playoff bubble, play-in and play-in round, this and that, at the very least. And we'll get to that in segment number two as we preview the NBA as a whole. The Timberwolves in the playoffs? Really? Well, let's find out. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Time to look around the NBA a bit, and of course we'll see where the Timberwolves rank, if humanly possible. Eastern or Leastern or whatever you want to call it, conference. Looks like that's the playoff standing. We don't want it like that. Let's go to the Eastern Leastern Conference. You got the Atlantic Division with the Brooklyn Nets, Toronto, Raptors, New York Knicks, Boston, Celtics, Philadelphia, Sixers. That is a really good division. I think every one of those teams could make the playoffs. And, I mean, I, I think at least they'll all crack for the bubble. I, I got to think. Maybe the weakest one in that one is Toronto. That's a tough division, man. Whew, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. But luckily in the NBA, you could be the second-place team in the division and still have the number two seed nowadays. So that's been, obviously, the change comparatively in the past. I want to try to use the last year as a cheat sheet, if humanly possible. Of course, yeah, because this one, they actually left it alone. Yeah, they didn't change the uh, divisions like they did in the NHL. Last year was Philly first, Brooklyn second, New York third, Boston. Boston, I always like to have the accent fourth, and Toronto fifth. I think Toronto stays in fifth place, unfortunately. Uh, they, there's no reason for me to believe they're going to move up. I actually wouldn't be surprised if these standings are similar going into the next season. I do think the Nets win the division, though. I think the Nets win in the Atlantic Division, and they'll have 60 wins. I think they're going to very much be in the mix for the title, even with the whole Kyrie Irving situation. That's that's the interesting part with both Philly and Brooklyn. I guess they both have some drama going on. Looks like Ben Simmons is going to report after all, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of Philadelphia. I don't think the vibe is good there. The vibe in Brooklyn is, is weird as well, but they should hopefully be okay with Kyrie Irving. 
I don't completely, I certainly don't disagree with Kyrie Irving uh, being able to speak his mind. I, I don't. I don't like the way people are trying to, like, shut him up and throw him into a, you know, a blender, basically. I don't think that's nice. I don't think that's good. That's not good. It actually reflects a bit on how fascistic certain people can be politically, even though they try to say they're the opposite of it. It's it's frightening, actually, to be quite fair. Uh, trying not to get too political here, I apologize. Um it's that that is the interesting part. I mean, if it's like okay, after it all, Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks win the division. No, I'm going to say Brooklyn wins the division this year. I think they're a little better than Philadelphia. It's there's no reason why they shouldn't. Quite frankly, it's mostly because of Kevin Durant. And again, like everybody in the NBA these days, stay freaking healthy, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was the MVP in the NBA last year. If he didn't miss a ton of time, he was the best player on the planet last year, better than LeBron James. Yes. Uh, I still say he is. I think he will be the MVP this year. Kevin Durant is MVP for 2022, in my opinion, if he stays freaking healthy. But I will go on a limb and say he does. Brooklyn Nets win 60-plus, and they win the Atlantic. Philly comes in second. New York Knicks will come in third. I think the standings stay the same, which is kind of dumb. But I think the Knicks actually win more games this year. You know, last year they would have won like 45, 46, mathematically maybe 47. This year they get into the mid, into the low 50s-plus. Philadelphia is like right around 60. I think Philly and Brooklyn are right around the top here. Wouldn't be surprised if they're in the East Final. We'll get back to that later. Central Divisione. Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win 70 games because Ricky Rubio is on the roster. Not. Cleveland will be in last place this year. Detroit will be in fourth. Indiana should be better than last year. What the hell? I... I don't know what to make of the freaking Pacers, though. They're, it's hard to say. I, I've always I've always had a soft spot for the Pacers because they've had some really nice lineups. And I, I really like Miles Turner, DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis, TJ Warren solid, Chris Karis. I keep calling him Chris, but it's Karis LeVert. Jeremy Lamb, too, who's a little overrated. Malcolm Brogdon is an awesome player. Um, he's a good player, whatever the heck I want to say. It's an incomplete lineup, but welcome to the NBA. It's an incomplete lineup. Pacers finish, I think they still finish second. Because I, I don't know what to make of the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. The Bullcraps. <laughs> Chicago Bullcraps, yeah. Kind of. They're kind of kind of Bullcraps a little bit. But uh, Zach Levine, obviously, he's a, he's a nice individual player. Vucevic, obviously, awesome addition. My goodness, what an awesome addition. Vucevic. That's going to really help. I mean, really, really help. Patrick Williams will keep getting better. Alonzo Ball, I, that's what it was. I almost forgot about Alonzo Ball. Bulls finished second. In, in, Indiana's lineup isn't as complete as the Bulls yet. DeMar DeRozan. There's no reason why this Bulls team shouldn't finish second and win 45 games or more. They need to. And if they don't, they're freaking disappointing. I mean, you got Kobe White and Alonzo Ball. Co- Kobe White's a nice, solid you know, I like Lonzo Ball's a better playmaker. Kobe White's a better scorer. Zach Levine can score like blah, 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 blah. DeMar DeRozan is what he is. Patrick Williams, blah, blah, blah. I think the Bulls finish second place. Indiana is just kind of a, it's kind of an incomplete lineup with some nice talent. And they finish third. The Cavs in Detroit don't have a whole lot to say about them. Cavs will be last place. Detroit will be second last. Detroit, it's like... Is there anything really exciting about Detroit right now? I mean, they're going to be, they're going to win like 20 plus games. Obviously, Caden Cunningham is the main dude. He's the main excitement there. Kelly Olenek is on the team now. 
Oh, okay. Kelly Olenek's on the on the on the on the Pistons. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything against Kelly Olenek. I just think he's Kelly Ona. Kelly Ona. I don't. Know, I just think he's an okay player. That's all. <laughs> Southeast Division. It's got to be the Hawks. Come on, Atlanta. Keep it up. I think Atlanta continues to get better and better. Wouldn't be surprised if Miami's actually a little disappointing, even though they made some additions. There's something about Jimmy Butler. He, he you know. He he's like Spreewell and Cassell, you know. He'll 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 wow you for a year, and then he'll take the mask off and be a pos. That, that's what I'm afraid of, and that's pretty much what what uh, Cassell and Spreewell did here, and that's what they've done in other places. Spreewell never played again. Orlando Magic should be significantly better. Please stay healthy, my favorite player in the NBA. You know who that is by now, right? Jonathan Isaac. Please stay healthy, Jonathan Isaac. Get get healthy, ready to go. They're not even showing him on the uh, active roster because he's not active. Uh, well, they have Jalen Suggs, obviously super talented. Congratulations to him getting to the, you know, being a top pick in the draft, one of the top picks anyway. Terrence Ross is a nice offensive piece. It's an incomplete lineup, very, very incomplete lineup. They have Robin Lopez now, huh? Mobamba, Mobamba. I don't know. Is he big? Is he big Mamba? Or I mean, is he the Black Mamba? Is he Obama? Is he? I don't know what he is. He's from Harlem, New York, and he played center for Texas years ago. Um, Gary Harris, that's a solid player, obviously as well. Liked him from Denver. I like Gary Harris quite a bit. Morris, uh, Morris, Moritz, Moritz Wagner. I don't know. I don't know about those guys. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, Milwaukee's definitely going to win the division, though, in the Central. I'm going backwards here. Milwaukee, Chicago, Indy, Detroit, and Cleveland. Atlanta Hawks, obviously love the Hawks quite a bit. I think Orlando stays in... Eh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Why? I don't like this division, actually. I like the Atlanta Hawks quite a bit. I think they win it easily. I think the Atlanta Hawks win it easily. Clint Capella keeps staying healthy. DeAndre Hunter stay healthy. Keep getting better. Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich is is a stud. John Collins is a stud. Daniel Gallinari was so valuable. And these guys have the best uniforms in the NBA. And quite honestly, their white retroish looking ones are probably my favorite ones now. I, I thought it would be the Reds, and the Reds pretty much are. Something about the white, though, with the red. It looks a little bit better. A little bit. The black ones are really cool. I mean, Atlanta, good job. Best uniforms in the league. And I think they are very much a contender in the Eastern Conference. Hawks win. Southeast Division, they win 55-plus games this year. I think they win 55 to 58 games. They win the division. And Gorgie Zhang is an Atlanta Hawk. Gorgie Zhang. Gorgeous Gorgie Zhang is an Atlanta Hawk with Clint Capella and John Collins. Oh, man, I like that. I'm looking forward to that team. Go Hawks. If, if you don't like the Hawks, come on, guys. Go ahead and trash them all you want. I know you don't like Trey Young, some of you out there. He's a, he's a good player. He's not a great... He's not the greatest ever, but he's certainly damn good. This is a weird division. I think Miami... So, you know how we used to do the... Uh, me and Marcus, the forecaster, used to be the surprise and the flop. The flop in the East, I think, I think it's Miami. I think the Dolphins... No, the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Heat drop off. I think they're overrated. A little bit. Obviously, they got some super talent. Like Kyle Lowry, maybe I should shut up. Yeah, I forgot about Kyle Lowry. And P.J. Tucker's a nice addition, too. Okay, I'll shut up. The only reason they would be a flop is because of Butler, though. Like he causes a, causes a muck or doesn't play the whole year. If 
if these guys stay healthy and work together, it's a great roster. It's one of the best rosters in the conference, and they are they are a competitor for Atlanta. They could win 55 games also. I was super, super disappointed in Tyler Hero last year. What the hell was that? Austin rookie year, and he sucked in his second year. Horrible sophomore slump. P.J. Tucker, veteran addition, blah, 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 blah. Kyle Lowry, awesome addition, but how much... How much longer is he going to be a decent player? He's 35, 36 now. Like, how much more does he have in the tank? How much left does he have? He seems like a guy that just kind of hangs on forever, like uh, uh, Chris Paul and Gary Payton. So that's the good part. But 35 is getting to be that point. Danger, danger. You know, danger, danger. I'm putting too much expectations. Miami will... Uh, yeah, Miami's going to finish in second place in the division. They'll finish in second. They'll still be competitive. They'll win over 50 games. But Atlanta wins the division regardless of my back-and-forth bullcrap behavior here. Washington doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think. Charlotte, no, I don't think so. It's kind of like interchangeable between Washington, Charlotte. Washington, pardon me, Charlotte and Orlando. Charlotte, I love the, I love the uniforms and I'm rooting for them. But, I mean... They have really nice players. Obviously, LaMelo Ball is a big reason why they would be competitive. And Terry, Terry Rozier is the kind of guy that can save your ass when, uh, say, if, if LaMelo Ball got hurt, like a freak injury or whatever. Save your ass big time. Love Terry Rozier, what he brings. You know, I, I, I think this team should at least be in conversation for the 10th seed, the Charlotte Hornets, and I, I hope they are, quite frankly. But unfortunately, NBA titles and, and Charlotte don't seem to mix very well. Uh, mm, it's hard to say. Like, Charlotte did make the 10th place thing last year. I think they'll make it again. Chicago is going to knock Washington out for sure. Washington doesn't make it. But I think most of the same teams go back. Chicago for sure knocks them out. Chicago will be the quote-unquote surprise, you could say, in the uh, Eastern Conference, even though they might not be a huge surprise, but they will be uh, the best, the most improved team. I think the most disappointing will either be Washington or Chicago. Some people might go with the Knicks. I don't think so. I think the Knicks are a solid foundation right now. I don't see Cleveland, Toronto, Detroit, or Orlando jumping up. If one of those teams did, it's Orlando. And Jonathan Isaac being healthy and uh, Jalen Suggs helping out as well. That would be a big reason why they would jump up. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Philadelphia, and the Brooklyn Nets. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I think Milwaukee gets back to the conference final. I want Atlanta to win it all, damn it. But they're not going to. I, they're not going to, are they? Um, Philadelphia's not going to the conference final. I think the Nets and the Bucks tip off in the conference final. Brooklyn Nets go to the NBA finals this time. And we'll move forward to the West. Brooklyn Nets, NBA finals. they got to get to at least one. God, I mean, I'm just having a hard time, though. I'm having a hard time with the Brooklyn Nets as well because of the, the situation. It's a weird deal. It's a weird deal. And, uh, I don't like the way they're treating a certain point guard right now. I don't. For me, it's mostly about Kevin Durant, the reason why they get to the final. Kevin Durant, I don't like James Harden either. He sucks in the playoffs every time. That's the reason why they would... The reason why they would fail James Harden and... Well, obviously the Kyrie Irving situation. You notice I'm not trashing Kyrie Irving right now. Do you notice that? Yeah, I'm talking just saying the way the way things are going there. Um, I 
The only thing I don't really, the only thing I really don't like about Kyrie Irving or think is stupid or out there is the flat Earth thing. That's obviously nonsense. You know, that's obviously nonsense. I mean, you can see the stars, different positions in the sky during the seasons and such, and the different stars and all that. To me, that's just that's just the beginning of it all. Much less the way everything else is. Yeah, shadows cast just like on a round object when you look at a round object. I, I, I just, yeah, that's where I have a problem. But I don't think he should be locked in a room with, uh, you know, a tinfoil hat on his head and uh, uh, like a, uh, a suit covering up his arms and stuff. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't like the way some people are talking about the guy. That's where I keep going back and forth. I keep blanking on all that. There's just so much talent in Brooklyn, and I love Kevin Durant. And I can't just pick the same conference final again. Damn. Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I'm going to stick with it. Okay, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I think the Bucks do go back to the finals. I'm changing it right now. I, I'm on the fly here. See, because I'm, I'm, I'm not the type that wants to just sit and write stuff down when it comes to a prediction like this. I like kind of going on the fly. It feels more natural. This isn't ESPN where it's like, hammer it out right here on the spot. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. That's kind of the fun of predictions. I'll go with the Bucks versus the Nets in the Eastern Finals. A little bit risky with the Nets, but of course they can go. But I think the I'll go with the Bucks winning the the uh, conference. I think the Bucks are going to have the, uh, the 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 Nets number in a sense. Let's go to the Western Conference Pacific Division. Pacific Division. What to say? What, what is there to say? Obviously, Phoenix is a great lineup. Was last year their their only chance? Was last year their big chance? I mean, obviously it was, but there's enough young talent on the team. You got to think they should be back in the mix. Albert Payton's a nice backup point guard now. Devin Booker, uh, he, yeah, he's a great player. I don't like him, but he's a great player. DeAndre Ayton is a wonderful player, but he didn't show up when they needed him most, unfortunately. Michael Bridges, nice solid guy. Cameron Johnson is just kind of a little bit of everything. Jake Crowder is this and that. They're not going back to the finals, though. No. Um, who's going to win the division? It, You know, it's like on paper, it should be the Lakers. The Lakers should be able to dominate the Pacific Division. They should. But are they going to? Are they going to stay healthy? That's the other thing. Westbrook, can he stay healthy? Can LeBron stay healthy? Because he's been getting banged up. Freaking Anthony Davis, can, can you please stay healthy, please? Just for the sake of things, they got Camelo Anthony as well. They have Wayne Ellington starting at shooting guard, at least according to this. That doesn't mean that's going to be the final roster or anything. They got Rondo back. I like that. That That's good. And Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat. I like that, too. I like that, too. Kent Bazemore's back. That's interesting. Jiminy Christmas, man. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and Anthony... The lineup is the best in the league. They're, they're even better than the Brooklyn Nets. They're, they have the best lineup in the league. Russell Westbrook is a failure in the postseason. Failure. Yeah, he's been a ball hog forever. LeBron James is what he is. Obviously, he needs the ball in his hand. Westbrook needs the ball in his hand. How's that going to work? How's that going to work? Wayne Rain Ellington, will he ever even get a catch-and-shoot shot? Wayne Rain Ellington, former Timberwolf, will he even get a chance? Anthony Davis is what he is. I don't think he gets affected negatively. He just needs to stay freaking healthy. Stay healthy, brow. Stay healthy, brow. Stay healthy. Seco Domboya. Really? Seco Domboya is a member of the 
<laughs> is a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he wasn't that great with Detroit, but uh, that's an interesting addition by the Lakers, though. Oh, man, their point guard position. Jiminy, Christmas, Westbrook, Nunn, and Rajon Rondo. Jeez. Jeez. I mean, Ken Kendrick Nunn isn't that good, but he, he, he can pop up. He's, he's got some talent there, eh? He's definitely got some talent. He can he can shoot up. He he can uh, and he can make some uh, he can make some threes. I don't know what to make of this team. Damn it! See, see now I'm babbling and running this around. But for some of the teams, I didn't discuss as much as others because I just didn't want to as much. This Laker team, though, I mean they they are the headliner when it comes to any preview. I got to think because of their lineup, this and that. And how much this team this this team could win seventy games and they could implode and win thirty nine. You do realize that, right? Due to injuries and, and poor chemistry. Uh, it could that it's that kind of ratio here. This you know, there's the back in the day when I trade well, I still trade stocks, but not penny stocks like I used to. And there'd be the two Bollinger lines. Whereas like the general area where the stock it's like a general assumed area where the stock can go up or down to right? The Bollinger lines. And then when it gets to a point where something is about to go boom one way or another, the Bollinger lines explode way up and way down. The the, the, the low Bollinger go, is, is pointing straight down and the upper Bollinger is pointing straight up. This is this is the Lakers going into this season at the end of the day. Uh, they could win, you know, they could win 70 games, but this is not Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen to me. It's just not. It, they, they could win 70 games with a roster like this. Not because of Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is what he is. He's a role player now. Um, I love that he's accepted his role. That's good. That that helps. That It really helps that Carmelo Anthony's matured a bit that way. Because his days with New York, it was just, uh, give me a break. It was a joke. His last few years with New York, it was a joke. I, I wasn't. Let's just say I wasn't impressed and leave it at that. LeBron James's NBA IQ, you know, he's got the best IQ in the league, and that's one of the reasons why the the Lakers could win 70 games this year. Russell Westbrook, I, I don't know, man. He's He is the wild card of the entire thing. He's obviously got a ton of talent. He looks like Mike Tyson a little bit, which I appreciate. I like that, actually. Makes him, looks like a, makes him look like an 80s guy. I like that. Uh, <laughs> he puts up numbers like you wouldn't believe. But is he just a big box scorer? That's the thing. Obviously, he averaged a triple-double both years in in Washington and his last X amount of years in, well, a few times at Oklahoma City. MVP candidate, you know, with Oklahoma City uh, for several years there. Did he really average 37 points? No, that was in the postseason, but notice how it was only five games. They got beat. That's the point. They got beat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Russell Westbrook, well, the, the Lakers will win the division, okay? I'm going to say that. They will be, the Lakers will win the division. Phoenix Suns second, now that I can finally move on. Uh, now that I've been talking about Bollinger bands and stocks and all that. But that's what that's what it is. When the stock is about to explode or implode, the Bollinger bands go like this. Because, obviously, some big news is, is uh, big news is coming, or has come out already, and the volatility of the stock is, is on the verge. This is an unbelievable division, though. You, you might have the top three seeds in the West in this division. You you might, because I, I don't think it's Utah or Denver anymore. I, I just don't. Some people are actually picking Utah to go to the finals. 
I think Utah had a nice year last year, and, well, we'll get back to that. Clippers should finish third. In fact, I think Phoenix finishes third. Clippers finish second. Clippers finish second place. It's, again, another risky thing. If frickin' you-know-who can stay healthy, but I guess he had an ACL, so maybe I'll shut up about that. I, I don't know about that. Frickin' uh, Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy. That's, like, number one when it comes to the Clippers. Obviously, he's yeah he had an ACL late in the year, so maybe I'll put the Clippers back where I had him at third. Clippers will stay at third. The Suns will finish in second place. They'll win, like, 55-ish. Lakers are going to win, frick, man, anywhere from 55 to 65 games. But they'll win the division. Suns second. Clippers third. Warriors, I, I think it's going to stay the same. Warriors are going to win, like, 43, 44 games. They'll be in the group. They'll be in the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth seed. Sacramento misses the playoffs. But I think they're better than other people are giving them credit. But they'll finish in last, unfortunately. I like the Kings for the most part, mostly because I like certain players on the roster, like Raquan Holmes and De Darren Fox, but supposedly the Darren, Darren Fox is going to want to get out of there at some point. Hallisper Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, obviously is valuable. Harrison Barnes has always been kind of a wild card, but very talented guy. Didn't uh, didn't reach the uh, you know didn't reach the potential people thought he had when he was with Golden State many years ago. But uh, we'll move on now to the. Southwest Division and wrap up with the Northwest at the Wolfies. Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, San Antonio Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans. I almost call them the Hornets and the Houston Texans. No, Houston Rockets. I think they remain in last place. There's no reason why the Rockets shouldn't remain right where they were in last place. Obviously, there's some talent on the roster, but I, I, I don't know who these guys are, frankly. I don't know who this team is. Obviously, I know some of the players, but just generally speaking, yeah, they're last place. Let's just leave it as it is. They're last place. I don't even want to say any more about it. They're garbage. The Rockets are garbage. And I'm, I'm going to leave them right where they were. Who the heck am I? What the heck? It's not even showing the Houston Rockets. That doesn't make sense. Is this thing broken? Why well, hurt the Rockets there? <laughs> oh my God, I've never seen this happen before. Okay, well, the Rockets finish in last place. Let's just leave it as is. Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I think the Grizzlies should win. The, I think the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Hunt's going to love me. Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies win the Southwest this year, not Dallas. Memphis Grizzlies win the Southwest. Again, stay healthy like that. We could say that a million times. Every team in the world, stay healthy, stay healthy, stay healthy. Memphis Grizzlies win the division. John Morant, obviously, I just love the guy. Tyus Jones is valuable. Dylan Brooks has some good moments. Steven Adams being on that club is a huge help. Jaron Jackson Jr., if he can stay healthy, he missed almost the whole year. So big guys like that and John Morant, he missed a significant amount of time, if I remember correctly. They stay healthy. They got something cooking in good old uh, Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies win the Southwest Division. Dallas Mavericks finish second. Luka Doncic, a guy who's going to win 55 MVP awards. No, I'm, I got to stop it. I just got sick of some of that overhype. He, he's wonderful, but there's he's not on that level, in my opinion. It is funny how Dirk Nowitzki, yeah, they were showing images of Dirk Nowitzki played with Tim Hardaway Sr. and Jr. It is kind of funny. Uh, it, it is interesting. You know, uh, Obviously, it's a wonderful little lineup with the Dallas Mavericks. 
Some people were trashy. Porzingis, yeah, I mean, he's good against us. I think that's what kind of like uh, blinded my view of him, like being a great player, which I, I guess he can be great and he can be very invisible at times. Like kind of almost kind of lazy. But yeah, I think Dallas is good, but they're not going to win the division. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs, but they will not win. They will not win the Southwest. Spurs and Pelicans are kind of going to duke it out for that third and fourth and all that for the third place in the Southwest Division. If the frickin' uh, New Orleans Pelicans can stay healthy, they should get third place. Spurs should be in fourth. That's kind of where I want to lean towards at this point. I mean, this team is, is you know, there's there's a ton, there's a lot of talent in, in uh, New Orleans. Obviously, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, it's a wonderful combination. Neil Alexander-Walker just kept getting better and better. I actually really like him a lot. I do, Devontae Graham is very, very good as well. Why shouldn't they be successful, you know? I mean, I, I like how Walker emerged last year. I think he'll keep getting better. He's he's not this stud, this and that, but he's he's going to keep getting better. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, third place is third place. They're not going to break any, they're not going to break any walls down and shock the world or anything, but they'll be, they'll be hanging around this and that third place. The Spoys, the San Antonio Spoys, Again, it's another team. It's like there's players, this and that, but they're just not they're just not good enough. And oh, oh goody, Thaddeus Young's on the Spurs now. Ooh, and Al Camino. It's that's like ten years ago, man. Doug McDermott can shoot a bit. We love him. Devin Vassell is a nice addition in the draft a year ago. But and yay, they got Katie Bates' job. That's awesome. But they're not going to be a playoff team, in my opinion. I think the Wolves might actually finish with a better record with the, the Spurs. For the first time, well, I, I, I guess since the Wolves won the Western Conference record-wise back in 04, so we'll leave that as is. What the heck is going on? <sighs> Northwest Division. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Obviously, a very good division. Oklahoma City started strong last year, and down, down, down did they go. 22-50. My God, they fell off the face of the planet at the end of the season. Portland, obviously, you want to look at what they were able to accomplish. Not sure what to think about it. Damian Lillard's still there. No big trades happen. Robert Covington's a valuable guy. Nurkic is what he is. Powell's okay. CJ McCollum's dangerous as hell. And they have Ben McLemore, who didn't come close to what people thought he was going to be. And Anthony Sim- Simons, or Simmons, actually, doesn't do anything for me either, honestly. It's a meh lineup. They should be in the mix somewhere. But, again, they do not blow my socks off at all. At all. They just don't. Talented group of guys, but generally speaking... They're not blowing my socks off. I wish this thing would cooperate better. Damn. Nuggets win the division. Utah finishes second. Man. And then it's between Portland and Minnesota. Oklahoma City will ride the pine. Portland and Minnesota. Portland and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think with the chemistry situation, and, and it's just not that great of a lineup. The Wolves finish third. Portland finishes fourth. The Wolves finish in third place believe it or not, in the Northwest Division. And I do believe the Wolves do make the postseason. In the East, let's go very quickly. Brooklyn, uh, yeah. Brooklyn will have the best record. Milwaukee will be number two. Philly, three. Knicks, fourth. No. Uh, Hawks, fourth. New York, fifth. Boston, sixth. No. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter the exact positions. I think Chicago is actually going to be way up there. 
I think Miami's way down to like ninth or 10th or 8th or something. I No, Boston's actually going to be the one that's going to either be missing or out or at the bottom. Boston's going to be like ninth or 10th with Indiana maybe. Washington's out. Miami's going to be like 8th or 7th. Chicago's going to be like 6th. Atlanta, New York are going to be right around the middle. So we'll leave it at that. And you know, the I have Milwaukee winning in the conference again. Lakers have the number one record in the West. Number two is going to be the Timberwolves. No, I'm kidding. Number two is probably going to be the Clippers. Number two is going to be the Clippers, followed by Phoenix. And then Denver will be fourth. Fifth will be Memphis. Sixth will be Dallas. <laughs> I'm going crazy just thinking about all this. Dallas will be sixth. Seventh. Man, it is so tough. Seventh is the Warriors for sure. Eighth. Whew, and that's when you get into that play-in crap. Actually, seventh, eighth, all the way to ninth and tenth. Eighth is going to be <coughs> Minnesota. Eighth is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> yep. Ninth will be Actually, 8th will be New Orleans, ninth will be Minnesota, 10th will be, that's the last one, 10th will be the, mm. might be even, I, I might go with Sacramento here, or San, San Antonio or Sacramento, Sacramento's going to be 10th, so you got, LA, uh, I hope I mentioned Utah, see now I probably messed that up, so number one, Lakers, yeah, I didn't put Utah. That's why I was throwing myself off. Number one, Lakers. Number two, Clippers. Number three, Phoenix. Number four, Utah. Number five, Memphis. Number six, Dallas. Number seven, oh, Golden State. Number eight is going to be New Orleans, number 9, Minnesota, number 10, Sacramento. So there you go. There's your situation there. Apologize for that. <laughs> and the Western Conference final is going to conclude of the Clippers and the Lakers. I'm going with it again. Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference finals. How can I pick the Clippers, man? How can I do it? But hey, they got to the conference final last year. Just Kawhi Leonard wasn't healthy. They might have won. Believe me. Clippers, Lakers. Lakers get beat by the Bucks. The Bucks go back to back. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, Lakers beat the Clippers in the NBA Finals. Screw that. I don't think the Lakers get past the Clippers. And I know Vince is going to kill me now. But West, Russell Westbrook, until he proves me wrong, Russell Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard is a winner. Russell Westbrook is not. The Clippers luck it out to play the Bucks, but get but uh, be beat by Milwaukee. The Bucks go back-to-back, -back, which is probably the weirdest thing I've ever said in my life. But uh, the Bucks will go back-to-back weirdest pick ever, but that's part of sports, I guess. you got to come up with weird picks, I guess. Maybe I'll be lucky. With that said, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, final segment fan interaction, season preview 
2021-2022. Great to be back and getting this thing, getting ready for some basketball. Let's start with the Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. Please do join the Twitter account. It's been quiet lately. Obviously, again, for those of you that might be kind of new to the show and wondering, how could a 13-year podcast have such a small amount of followers on Twitter? Because I had to recreate create the Twitter account, unfortunately, and you know how that goes. A lot of people didn't realize it, and maybe they don't pay attention close enough and have not uh, refollowed the show. Because the, the numbers are the same. It's not like, oh my God, the show's only getting like a couple people. No, it's, you know, it, it's decent. It's not crazy. I'm not this big, big star or anything, obviously. But it, it gets a reasonable amount of numbers. It's just maybe people don't pay attention on social media to what's going on. So uh, it will be in the show description. Please do give it a follow for those of you that haven't yet. Would be greatly appreciated. Three guys were uh, kind enough to retweet the most recent episode, episode 310, episode 310. I hope I called this one the correct number. Yeah, 311. I was like wondering, like, wait a minute. Gerson Rosas fired. Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand. Levi Brown, also out of, out of New Zealand. And Vinrock, Vince Germano, out of Australia, who is also one of the three hosts of the Courtside Podcasts. Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog of that show. He created it and all that, and is the main producer and all that good stuff out of Sydney, Australia. Vince Germano is out of Melbourne, Australia. And Stu Benson, also out of Sydney, Australia, are the three-headed monster that uh, do the Courtside Podcast. What an awesome show. Every time they release one, I get very excited and can't wait to listen. And I encourage you listeners out there to do the same. Jump on board of that one, big time. Also, before I get too far ahead of myself, I was going to do it last segment, and of course I forgot. The Vigit application, better get this out of the way first. The Vigit application, it's two words, V-I-G, and then it. Look it up on Android or Apple devices. It, uh, the, you can use it as social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Vigit betting leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who your, who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book. Bet free coins, win real prizes. Yep, so again, you're not wagering real money. You're betting free coins and you can win real prizes. And again, compete against all your friends and all that. And it's like fantasy betting. Again, you do not wager real money. And of course, it's worldwide and all that. Betting stats. There is great information available on the Vigit Like Line movement where the public is betting. So, very cool. You can also use that as like a cheat sheet. Maybe you are really betting or just have a good idea what to do, this and that. So jump on board, especially with football season, basketball, and hockey. Everything's ready to roll. Baseball postseason is here. Pretty cool stuff. The ALCS and NLCS are set. I'm uh, very disappointed as to who's involved in those. I it, I literally went the opposite. I wanted like the White Sox and the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, or the Tampa Bay Rays, pardon me, and I also wanted the uh, uh, Milwaukee Brewers and San Francisco Giants, and guess what? They're all out. So, Great. I, I love the Boston Red Sox, but not as much as before, especially after the cheating crap. And Houston, I hate with a passion for the same reason, because they really cheated. I can't stand the Dodgers. Sorry, Vince Germano and some of the others in Australia that like the Dodgers. I I, I don't know what it is. I just can't stand them. Uh, Ten years ago, I actually was a fan, believe it or not. But something changed. Just a, something about them. I just don't like them. Uh, Atlanta, well, they, we all got sick of them in the 90s and early 2000s. But I guess go Braves and go Red Sox. Yay. <clears throat> so, again, download the Vigit application. Jump on board there. Let's get to where I need to be, at T-Wolves EX Twitter account. Again, thank you guys for the retweets. 
Tony Brown was saying, I don't know if I could deal with the Wolves anymore. This was after the firing of Gerson Rosas. That was his comment when I had released the show, because that one I got on board as quick as I could. It's interesting how that same week, uh, it was like the day before Kirill Kaprizov signed with the Wild after all that saga and frustration. Then, oh yeah, Gerson Rosas got fired today. It's like, oh wow, holy crap. Nick Timas, also out of Australia. What an awesome dude he is. He says, Let's see, what was I talking about? Because obviously this is more of a conversation thread here. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Isaac. I basically quote-tweeted out his uh, little conversation there when he was talking about how the situation of, well, with the vaccine you can still get COVID. And when you already have COVID, that uh, you have, you are fully immune to it and all that, and that's actually better. And a lot of doctors say that. I personally agree with that, but you don't have to agree with me. We we don't have to fight and hate each other. It's just that's the way we see the world, some of us. So continue with <clears throat> what I was saying. I was saying I'm with him all the way. Love you, Jonathan Isaac. Nick Demas responds, uh, responded with, that's a fairly reasonable take. Unfortunately, 90% of Vax refusal takes uh, takes are not. So, so you think some people are ridiculous. I'll listen to him over Kyrie any day, though, and he's laughing, laughing emoji. I can understand. Kyrie's weird, especially with the flat world stuff. Yeah, I don't agree with that, no. Um, Nick Timas continues, said it's also reasonable, uh, more reasonable than his thoughts on other topics for sure. Hope he can get significant court time this year. He's a great defender. God, yes, I, I love him. I absolutely love I, uh, Jonathan Isaac, even as just a player. Like, if I didn't know anything else about him, I love him as a player. He was on Fantasy a couple of years ago. He just tore it up, and then he got hurt. Damn it. And, yeah, that was it, unfortunately. And then he got hurt again after right after he did not kneel for the anthem and actually stood for it, which I personally liked. We don't have to disagree. We don't have to agree or disagree on that one. I personally like that, and you know what? Good for him. He can do what he wants. Nobody should be pressured into following the group, the whole group thing. Nobody should be. Again, trying not to get political, but nobody should be pressured. I don't think that's nice. That's that's not nice. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, I made a trade for him this year. You guys might think I'm a complete idiot, but the Atlanta Hawks, you know, Bogdanovich. I traded Bogdanovich for uh, Isaac. Jonathan Isaac, so hoping Bogdanovich, very valuable, very, very good player, but if Isaac is healthy and he takes the step forward, he could actually be way much better, because I remember him being in the top 20s, where Bogdanovich is in the top 60s in fantasy basketball, so still spectacular numbers, but I think Isaac could be a little bit better if healthy, and of course, we all know I'm a huge fan of the guy in general, as a player and as a a person so far, (laughs) we all know how people are, um, I traded, I offered up Zubak just to see, you know, you kind of go in with a semi-lower ball offer. You don't want to do your best offer first. And he countered offer with exactly the guy I was going to come, I was going to come back with later if he didn't. And yeah, because at first I was thinking about going in with Bogdanovich. It's like, that's how I'll get the deal done because Zubak probably isn't attractive enough for the guy to make the deal. And then, yeah, you know, it just ended up being that way. I'll shut up now. Why am I going on and on about that? Black Space Gaming, or actually it's at Black Space 999. That would be Sebastian Barden out of Mankato. He is a, he's definitely a, been, a, been a member of the Purple Mafia ah, podcast and all that for a long time. Been a big fan, been a big friend and all that and posting on there. But also he's joining on, it looks like he's conversating here, which I really appreciate. He's joining the Kevin Garnett jersey from like the 95 and earlier, the classic Wolves jerseys from back in the day which I really, really like. I appreciate them way more than I did back then. 
Looks like he might have picked that up, Hardwood Classics, unless he was just taking a picture at a store. I hope he was buying it, but maybe he wasn't. It doesn't matter. Governor Garnett Jersey was saying the GOAT when it comes to Timberwolves jerseys, and I agree a million percent. I believe I uh, quote tweet tweeted it. I thought. Yeah, I did. It's just not. What the hell? I quote tweeted it. That's nonsense. Maybe it'll show up when I go up. Doesn't make sense. Oh, I didn't turn the sound off on this. In between the segments here. Sorry. Sorry. Let's just keep moving. Yep, Tenny Brown. Oh, yeah, I was saying I agree the originals are the best, and Tenny Brown uh, liked it. And he says, I've been looking for these originals for years. Vince Germano says they should bring them back permanently. A Amen. I think they should, too. I don't like the new ones that much. The ones, I don't like them that much. I know the forecaster was really disappointed in them. He thought the white ones looked like a like a, like a a goofy sailor outfit, and that the uh, the blue ones are okay. Just, just, just okay. I like the blue ones the best, also. Um, the old, old white ones were pretty damn good, and the old, old blue ones were pretty damn good. Uh, my favorite for the, uh, the Trees era, the early Garnett, well, most of Garnett's career, the whole Garnett era, actually, were, uh, the, the blues were my favorite. I didn't like when they brought the blacks in and basically made the blacks much more common than the blue. Why do you want to look like the Spurs? You know, they're, they were kind of a, we'll call them a division rival, not an overall rival, because we weren't, you know competing for titles like they were. But they were a division rival back then, and it was kind of a bitter thing between Duncan and Garnett for quite a while. I hated the Spurs, and I hated losing to them in the playoffs, and I hated watching them win. I, I never liked them back then. I, I don't want to look like the Spurs. I want to look like the Timberwolves. Regardless if you think the Spurs are a billion times better, I don't care. Tanae Brown says, Nas Reed looks very quick in his new slim frame. That was awesome. Yeah, really nice preseason for Nas Reed, and everyone's excited. Tanae, you nailed it there. Love it. See if there's a little more. Yep, I thought there was more. I think I posted something about, like, let's hear you guys take starting out the season. Yeah, I was saying the Timberwolves explosion season preview is upon us. Any thoughts or questions you would like to share on the show? Vince Germano says, you blokes really have, have to see the same massive... Uh, excuse me, you blokes really have to see some massive improvement on the defensive end. It all starts here, and get getting Ben Simmons would help too. Well, we'll see. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to do it anytime superly soon. Who knows? It's just, I think that uh, Lori is asking, or not Lori, Maury is asking for way, way, way too much. Just kind of like the uh, Buffalo Sabres with Jack Eichel in the NHL. It's like a similar thing. The Wilds are not going to do that. It's just too much. Um, Defensive end, luckily there is some improvement. Not massive improvement, unfortunately, but there is some improvement, and Beverly helps. Uh, Torian Prince helps, and a different coach helps. Blah, blah, blah. Ben Simmons would help as well. Oh, yes, and this was what I was going to say earlier, and thank you, Vince Germano, for triggering what I wanted to say. This is what I wanted to say earlier. I even had it like written down mentally and physically, and I still didn't get to it. Ben Simmons has made it known he wants to be the focal point of the offense wherever he goes. The focal point of the offense? He's not a good enough offensive player to be a focal point of an offense. So that right there it tells you he's a little delusional. And that could be a big problem. That might be part of the issues in Philadelphia. So that, that kind of scares me a little bit about him a lot more. If that's true, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> peace brother, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff I'm, I'm done, peace out or whatever you want to call it I'm done, cheers and uh, peace be with you or something, I don't know, I'm just messing around but 
I don't think I want to go that way. Tanae Brown says, I don't want Diva Simmons anywhere near Anthony Edwards, and that's probably most likely why Tanae was saying that, because he probably knew a bit about that line as well. Vince Germano replies with, stop it. <laughs> uh, that's funny, just to stop it. I've, I've seen Vince say that, but it's funny. <laughs> I wish I could see who else liked it. Stupid bullcrap. Two likes. Who who liked it? Okay, myself and Levi. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Vince. I thought Vince did. I don't think he did if he said stop it. So I guess that's it for the face or for the Twitter account and Facebook. There was nothing, unfortunately. Just likes. I found a picture. Of, uh, I found a Civic, a Honda Civic. I don't know if it was at Target last week. I think it was. And I don't think this was intentional. You know how, how license plates have just random stuff. Like, you know, three letters and three numbers. NBA 101 ended up being that. Maybe they did do that on purpose. I don't know. But I thought that was cool and I posted it. Unfortunately, no comments, just likes. So, thought that was kind of neat. At the end of the day, that's pretty much it, though. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Do give a like to that page and interact on there if you could. Those of you that have interacted with this show, thank you so much. Vince Germano, Tanae Brown, Nick Timas, you guys are awesome. Uh, I'd like to hear more and more from uh, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, you know, uh, Lucas Quayle, if you're still out there, South Dakota, great guy. I really miss hearing from you. There have been, yep, uh, Jules Posterino, Trish Posterino, Nigel Southern, man, I haven't heard from him in a long time, but what a great guy. Uh, I remember the articles he wrote on uh, Timberwolves Press were really good, actually. He was really good at it. I had a feeling he would be, and he was. Uh, just really appreciate all of you that have interacted with this show over the years, and I'm very excited to get back in and watching some basketball again and hoping, hoping beyond hope, that the Timberwolves do take that step forward this year. Guys, stay healthy, and we continue to make steps forward in the next couple of years here with Coach Chris Finch and, of course, uh, new ownership with Mark Lowry and A-Rod. With that said, <laughs> I can't wait to uh, talk Wolves again on a weekly basis as we move forward. Not sure I'm going to be able to do a weekly basis the first, you know, the first, you know, the first month or so of the year. I'll do the best I can. The whole rainy days and Mondays or Sundays, this and that, depending on how things go, because as we head into the fall cleanup season, it's the same thing every single year. We're heading into the fall cleanup season. Beautiful scenery right now, and I'm going to go outside right at the end of this podcast in the very early afternoon of uh, Saturday here, Saturday the 5th, 16th of October. Uh, beautiful blue sky. The, the, little, the, the leaves are turning kind of late, but the leaves are turning. Can't wait to get outside. Uh, autumn afternoons are much nicer than autumn mornings just because it's a little cold and wet in the morning with the moisture. But now you get the nice, warm, a uh, little bit warmer, drier weather. Can't wait to go outside in the afternoon. And that's when you know basketball season is upon us and look forward to this every single season. This year, there's more and more reason to be optimistic than there has been the past couple of years, I suppose. Despite the fact we had a number one pick in the draft last year, there still was this worry, did we make a mistake? Did, did we magically pick the wrong guy? Because it's just, maybe we did. But it looks like we picked the right guy both times we had the number one pick in the draft. So that's great. That's great. Uh, Cleveland probably didn't when we ended up trading for Andrew Wiggins. But, uh, well, that draft looks kind of weird now, actually. So with that, we're about at an hour and a half. Let's get to the contact details, and if something else kind of gets into my head here at the last second, I'll throw it out there. Please do write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Audible if you could. Please do. Those of you that have in the past, thank you so very much. And uh, those of you in Australia and New Zealand, thank you guys so much that have done that for me. 
I, I can't thank you enough. And anybody out there, if you could do that, it's just greatly appreciated. Positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Audible, which is the Amazon uh, like audio podcasting and music application. Uh, the other thing would be again contact details and of course being able to get an audio submission on the show like Tanae has done in the past, Vince has done in the past uh, I believe a few others, uh, Trish Prostorino has done it once or twice hope to hear from you guys out there Maybe uh, somebody else did once, they didn't say their name though, they just said hey dude no, <laughs> maybe Jeff Johnson if he still listens from Edina, would love to hear from you guys um, the way you go about doing that though is recording, just Create a recording on your on any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just open it up, press record, start talking. Don't be worried about it, okay? If it needs any type of editing, like some weird sound or long pause, just just let me know. Otherwise, I'm not picky about it, and nobody's gonna make fun of you. Just just don't worry about it. Don't be shy about it. Please do send it in. I will then convert it into an MP3 file. Thanks to zomzar.com do look them up give them a look if you need to convert files awesome website uh, and then you'll be on the show you'll lead off the fan and direction segment like uh, Tanae has done in the past on numerous occasions really appreciate it hope to hear from Tanae again on there he's got a great radio voice great presence great basketball knowledge you, you just can't make it up he's, he's awesome uh, with that said I think there's one last thing no no that, that's got to be it I did the iTunes I did the uh audio. Other than that, just uh, again, at TWolvesEX, Facebook.com forward slash <laughs> forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, and again, if you're going to send the audio file that I just mentioned, uh, email it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com, PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. Again, all of this will be in the show description. With that said, I will now shut up and look forward to another NBA season, and go Timberwolves! <laughs>